0: what we are dealing with here is a perfect engine, uh, an eating machine. It's really a miracle of evolution. All this machine does is swim and eat and make little sharks. And that's all. Now why don't you take a long, close look at this sign. Those proportions are correct. Love to prove that, wouldn't you? Get your name into the National Geographic. (laughs) Larry Larry if we make an effort today we might be able to save August August for Christ's sake tomorrow's the 4th of July and we will be open for business it's going to be one of the best summers we've ever had now if you fellas are concerned about the beaches you do whatever you have to to make them safe but those beaches will be open for this weekend like to watch, Eve. What do you mean, you like to watch? I like to watch.
1: I'm Don Hall. I'm Donnie Smith. And this is the I Like to Watch podcast. This week, Mr. Smith was your choice, and it is... Uh, Jaws,
2: Steven Spielberg, 1975. Uh, (laughs) If you don't know this movie, you've been living under a rock for the past uh, X amount of years. But for the shits and giggles, when a killer shark unleashes chaos on a beach community off Cape Cod, it's up to a local sheriff, a marine biologist, and an old seafarer to hunt the beast down. Pretty simple, straightforward logline. And actually, you know... Some of these IMDb long lines are are for shit. That one uh, pretty much sums it up. That's, it it uh, pretty that's much sums is. it up. Yeah,
1: you yeah. based yeah. on a Peter Benchley book yep. of the same name, um, and uh, directed by Steven Spielberg. This is one of his earlier, I think it's his earlier pieces. Second feature, it's like his second or third. I think it's sec- what was his first? Uh, Sugarland Express. Sugarland Express. Oh no, wait, okay. it was Duel first? Let me let me pull that up here. I can't remember. That's what I'm thinking. Duel and, and Sugarland Express were his first two, and then this was and his this third. third. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Let's see here. Do 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 do, do. Sugarland Express was 74. Uh, Duel was 71. So, okay. So yeah. this is his third feature, yeah. and it turned up. I mean, what what is significant about the movie beyond the movie itself is it really? It's the first summer blockbuster of like that, that really ushered in everything that you hate about Marvel. This is the movie that started that juggernaut of let's make a movie that makes so much goddamn money in the opening weekend. mm -hmm. And then weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks afterwards that, how do we make these movies that make this much fucking money? What I would say about that is this, I think this is one of the first
2: films back then in the seventies, because back then they, they had what was called platform releasing where they would release, you know, just I know you know, but for the listeners, you know, they would release films in certain markets. Let's say Los Angeles, New York, Chicago. I think those were the big three back then. And then yeah. depending on how they did opening weekend in those markets, they would then platform the release out through the rest of the country to Austin, Texas or Dallas or or whatever the other secondary mm-hmm. cities would be, right? And I think this is one of the first films that that really kind of like broadly just threw it into a ton of theaters all at one time.
1: Actually, the first film that did this mm-hmm. was The Godfather. Oh, okay. The Very first film. Okay. That uh, and it, it was uh, Robert, uh, Robert Robert Evans, right? Yeah, yeah, Robert yeah. Evans? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Basically, they were so concerned about it not doing well. They they you know they didn't know how it was going to play. They didn't, and so that was uh, the big the big play they made the big like holy fuck we've never done this before they they, they opened it up and like blasted out everywhere as many theaters yeah as many theaters as they could it became an overnight success so then so that was actually the first one but that but movie this was definitely one of those in that hill but that movie came out around Christmas time didn't it it didn't come out of the summer yeah yeah. so no, actually actually they missed their Christmas release oh. and they released it in February oh wow yeah? okay yeah they missed they missed their Christmas release because Coppola didn't have the, the the cut done so
2: then that would maybe take the credit for being the first kind of blockbuster
1: in that sense. But the thing is it, it was very popular and it made a ton of money, mm-hmm. but no one in Hollywood in 1970, no one had ever seen the amount of money that came in with Josh. No, Jaws right. Yes. So much yes. fucking money. Yes. It, it, it just blew everybody's mind. Nobody ever seen anything like it. And it, and it ushered in sort of a, 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 uh, you know the blockbuster sort of mentality well, is how do you make a summer pick, and and you've got Indiana Jones, mm-hmm, you've got the Star mm-hmm. Wars, and, and so all of a sudden it was it was about when you released a film and how you position that. I don't think it really affected the filmmaking so much as the business model, but I think the business model and the filmmaking kind of ca- caught up with each other. Well, I, I mean, well,
2: and I and I think t- you know to I think to to touch on the, the the kind of Marvel, my disdain for the Marvel and, and 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 frankly, you know, some of the Jurassic, the later Jurassic movies and stuff. You know, this movie, Jaws had an estimated budget of three point five million dollars. Now, yep. that's a catering budget on a fucking Marvel movie at this point. Right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. so I guess I guess that's, that's the makeup that's right. the make,
1: that's for all the green makeup. That's yeah, for it's for it's, know, for, it's it, yeah,
2: it's for it's for yeah. Um I, I, I guess that's kind of my kind of where I get a little prickly with with some modern films is it's kind of an it's kind of a reverse situation. Let's throw three hundred million dollars at making the movie and keep our fingers crossed that we're going to make it back, right? And they do, to a certain extent, make that money back, partly because I think the international market, is a lot bigger now than it was back in the '70s or '80s when Jaws or Back to the Future came out, right? So you, you, you yeah, China it?
1: had no, no, well, there was no
2: film industry
1: in China right. in 1975. Well, except except their until the except
2: their insular filmmaking, right? Right. So and and you read that book about you know I gotta I gotta I gotta tap into that book that you read, but you gotta read that, but it's um, really good. But yeah, I think I think that's that's where I get a little prickly with with. You know, some of the modern shit is just like tossing so much spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks. And it's just to yeah. them, it's just funny money at a certain point. You know, they've got they've got uh, discounts based on where they shoot and they've or rebates and this, that and the other. And, you know, it just it's just so crazy the amount of money that they spend on it. Um, you know, but back now, you know, we're talking the early 70s, mid 70s. You know, the studios were pretty tight on on certain things. You just had you just had studios tank. Frankly, with with uh, what a paint your wagon and all of that shit like the studios tanked. So all of those pencil pushers and money people were being really tight pocketed with giving budgets to anything, let alone these young whippersnappers. Uh, Spielberg was 27 years old when he made this movie, which that blows my fucking mind. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, this guy is just—he—he's part of it. But it, and and it's the thing—I haven't seen this film in—it's got to be twenty years. Okay, I mean, not that I didn't like the film. No, I just sure, sure. Haven't seen it. You know, it's just. You know, and so I watched it today, mm-hmm. and it was so much better than I remembered oh, it. God. I remembered it was a good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remembered it was a good movie. Yeah. But what I'd forgotten was number one how specific Spielberg's framing of things is in a way that is just so it it is, he frames the way he framed every, from the very first shot of the, 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 the woman, you know, the, the skinny dipper, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, sissy, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the the way he frames that, the way he uses music, Mm -hmm. You know John Williams' famous score—the way he uses the music, the way he—there's there, a moment, there's a moment when Quint and uh, Richard Dreyfuss and and uh, Roy Scheider are are on the Orca, mm-hmm, the boat, mm-hmm. and they're—you know—it's the beginning of the second half of the film where it's like the first half is all set up, right. And then the second half is let's go catch this fucking monster. Right. And as their boat is going out, there is this shot, and it's from the inside of Quint's, sort of like. His workshop where he's got all those shark teeth right right like right. the shark skeletons mm-hmm. and it 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 zeros in on a skeleton like a shark skeleton of the, the, the jaw yeah the jaw yeah. and and it's it's hung over a window mm-hmm. and it it sort of just sort of pans out and then you see out the window there's the orca going and it's perfectly framed Into inside a shark's mouth yeah. and it's just like there's so many little moments that Spielberg took the time to do. That there's that. Um, I think the performances are spectacular. Right. I think the script is as tight as a fucking drum. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And a lot of that, look, there were a couple of writers on this film. And I think the last writer was it Gottlieb? Who, who was one of the last yeah. writers on it?
1: Yeah. I believe that's. I believe that's. He correct. was
2: at. He plays a small part in the movie. Um, I forget. I forget which character. It's a tiny, like a just kind of walk on kind of thing. But he was there on set with all of them. And one of the things that I read was that like, yeah, he would have dinner with uh, Lorraine Gary and Rob Scheider and Robert Shaw, Richard driver. And they would like hash out some scenes. And while they were hashing out some scenes, they would just do some improv. Oh yeah. And you know, one of the things that I, I saw, there was a little documentary on the Blu-ray that I have, you know, it, it's, it's, it, it was almost a Cassavetes esque in that way where Here's the scene. Here are the characters. Act as if. And they would just start improvising just over dinner. And so I, I believe it was Gottlieb, just was she was just writing on set, writing stuff. And down. the next morning, there would be new pages for them based on what they had just done the previous night. And I, I yeah. think that's what's missing too nowadays. You know, I think so much is written by committee you know i mean you've got you know some some of these movies you've got 17 writers on them and god knows whose idea was what or how it got mixed up then you've got every money person imaginable and studio executive has got to have their fingers in it when it comes to editing time so that way they can they have their little stamp on it and they could justify keeping their job and you know i worked for
1: a per- well it's it's fascinating that you say that because I, I'd i forgotten about this line, but the introduction, Robert Shaw, the introduction in Quint, mm-hmm. and is the moment, you know, they're all, everybody's screaming and yelling about, about the the shark and what are we going to do and we can't close the beaches for July 4th. And then he does the, the chalkboard scrape. Mm-hmm. And basically at one point he says, and it, it really goes to the heart of what you're saying, he says, and I'll go by myself because there's too many captains on this island. Yeah. And right. that is such. That's exactly. And you know. And on on the other hand, you know, when you're spending two hundred million dollars mm-hmm. to make a movie, yeah, you don't trust fucking anybody to just kind of run rogue. In those days, you had these auteurs. Hollywood films were you had in in nineteen sixty eight was the big shift when Bonnie right. and Clyde won Best Picture, right. and it was like all the big studio shit was just shoved to the side. And these well, because those movies were
2: fuckers. Well, because those movies were tanking. Those movies, they were throwing a ton of money, kind of like Marvel. Like they were they were throwing a ton of money and big star salaries and this, that, and the other at those movies. And they were tanking. So that's yeah. why so that's why the new Hollywood actually came up, right? Because they were like, uh give me two million dollars, I'll go make this. Like just leave me alone. Yeah. Leave me alone. Give me two million dollars, I'll go make it. And it became back then. I mean, Peter Bart. Um, he, he was a he was a film critic, but he was a he was a big buddy of Robert Evans, right? And yeah, yeah, and yeah. he he was the one I think that that kind of coined that thing of like if it's not on the page, it's not on the stage, right? So like he read everything cover to cover. Nowadays, you'd be hard pressed to find a, a creative executive that reads an entire script. He's got his assistant who's going to read through it over the weekend or at night, and he's going to get coverage of the script, right? A one- or two-page synopsis, and that's what the executive is going to read, and that's what the executive is making the decision based off. Again, not all of them, but a lot
1: of them. But enough of them, and the ones that have the the highest budgets, it's 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 too bad because I just wrote a thing for my Substack uh, called "I Am Not a Content Creator," mm-hmm. and it was the gist of it was basically that 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 content creation, the concept of calling art content suddenly oh, yeah. commodifies it in a way that the only reason you do it is to make more money, and then the concept of excellence. Um, versus mediocrity becomes into print and, and we have a lot of mediocre oh, product and I think a lot of it is of it. because we're not focused. I mean you watch this movie and that's one of the things that that it, it almost I don't want to say it was breathtaking because that's maybe a little extreme, a little hyperbolic. Sure. But I just kept coming back to it. there were a couple of scenes that I that I stopped the movie and rewound to watch yeah. the scene again. Because yeah. the script, the 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 way the lines are are put together the language that they use is just so tight it's mm-hmm. so specific it moves so quickly and so well there's a scene and i love this i'd, I'd forgotten about this mm-hmm. and to me this is what the, the the this is why in many ways i think spielberg is such a master mm-hmm. and there's a scene early on in the first act like I said, first act is there's a shark. It's Roy Scheider b- battling the mayor. It's there's the shark keeps coming and killing people. They don't believe the shark's there. They think they've caught the shark, mm-hmm. and then then all hell breaks loose and they go, okay, we have to go pay Quint and we're gonna go out and we're gonna fucking kill this shark. Then second hack, second act is going to kill the shark, but in the first act toward the middle, once he realizes, once Roy Scheider realizes that he did know there was a shark mm-hmm. and he did let another kid die and he's sitting at his dinner table mm-hmm. and his wife is in the kitchen and his his youngest son just a little kid is sitting at the table and Roy Scheider is just sitting there with his hands kind of his fingers crossed mm-hmm. and the kids looking at him and he's sitting there very, very with pensive very crossed. pensive
2: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah
1: and then and then Roy Scheider kind of just puts his 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 hands over his mouth mm-hmm. like you know you can see he's really wrestling and then the kid does it yeah. and then he puts his hands over his eyes and the kid does it yeah. and then at one moment he notices the kid is doing it and he plays with him a little bit and then he looks at him and says give me a kiss and the kid says why he says because I need one,
0: and it's just
1: and and, and, it, and it is. And the thing is, it doesn't take more than maybe a minute of screen time. Mm-hmm. Not really, almost almost no dialogue at all. Right, but it is so clean, and in 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 that one moment, you. You suddenly find yourself rooting for Roy Scheider in a oh, yeah. way that you wouldn't if he were just a cookie cutter. He's a human. He's got this kid that loves him. He loves his kid. I mean, it's just, and, and all while that's going on, the wife is just, oh, watching, she's just watching them. them. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just such a, it's a fucking it's a, yeah, great scene. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, I love it's it. It's just
2: a brilliant piece of humanity you know and and I think I think that's what's so special for this movie but I think a lot of the films that we love from the 60s the 70s even some in the 80s right if there's yeah. there's there's this there's this humanity there's this 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 access that you get to the characters where like, that could be you and your dad. That could be me and my dad. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of thing could happen. You know, I mean, I'm, you know, my daughter just turned two yesterday, and God damn it, if she doesn't, like, I, we were in the kitchen the other day, we were about to leave the house to go to the grocery store, and my back itched so bad, but Mimi was, uh, you know, getting her shit together, and so I just, I reached into the, the, the thing next to the stove, and I grabbed the pasta, the pasta spoon. With the little teeth on it, and I just started scratch, yeah. scratching my back, scratching my back. Next day, Mimi was like, "Did you use this pasta strainer for something? The pasta spoon for something?" I said, "Yeah, why? What?" She said, "Matilda grabbed it this morning. She was pointing at it, pointing at it, pointing at it, and she wanted it. So I lifted her up. She grabbed it. She immediately started scratching her back with it. So you know, like the it's it, it's just it's that moment of this movie, and and you know, not for nothing." You really get like he's not only doing this because it's his job, he's not only yeah. doing this because it's his community. He's doing it to like it's it's for
1: his family, you know. It's like, for his family. That's, that's, well, that's why they moved. He explains it in a monologue about why they mm-hmm. moved from New York because he doesn't get in the water. He doesn't like the right, water. Right, right, right. But the reason he moved to this fucking island town—it's one of my favorite lines actually in the movie is he's explaining it to Richard Dreyfuss and he's explaining well you know in New York you had to walk your kids to school it was dangerous all the time and here in Amity on this island you know um this there's no murders all this kind of stuff and and uh and they kind of have a back and forth and at one point he says well this no stranger than a man who's afraid of the water to live on an island and Richard or uh, Roy Scheider says it's only an island if you look at it. Look, look at it from, from the, the water. water. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's I just brilliant. think it's, it's like brilliant. that's such a <laughs> great. And, and, and again, that is such clean. Oh yeah. Really, because it says so. It, it has so much to say about who he is. Yep. About his reaction to the initial attack. I mean, it's just deep. Right. It's such good screenwriting without, without and, being and, without being on the fucking nose. You know what I mean? No like, shit. And it it's like very subtle. It's very smart. It's almost poetry. Yeah. Um, everything out of. I love Richard Dreyfus in this movie more than I love Richard Dreyfus in almost. He anything usually I've ever he seen he, him in. he usually pisses me off in some
2: things. You know, like yeah. For me, it's like it's a lot of times when I watch him, I I can't help but think about what about Bob, and he just plays yeah. a raging prick in that movie, and I I just feel like that's him. I mean I could be totally wrong and yeah. I never met the guy,
1: right? Maybe, maybe that's who he is. But I've got to tell you. In this movie is outstanding.
2: Per- he's amazing. He's, he's amazing. Perfect. He's amazing. And Robert yeah. fucking Shaw. God bless the guy it's... was drunk for like so much of this film. Apparently, the the one scene, the, the, the big scene Didn't where matter. the big well, but the big scene where he does the monologue about oh the my Indianapolis. God, that
1: fucking... Apparently when, they shot all, that. They
2: start... Right? They shot that scene and he was so fucking shitfaced that he actually went to Spielberg to apologize and say, we, please give me another chance. And, like, he fucking nailed
0: it. And that's what's in the movie. What's that one? What? That one there on your arm. <laughs> oh, man. it's a tattoo. I got that removed. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Mother. <laughs> 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 what is this? <that? laughs> <laughs> Tahuba, that's the USS Indianapolis. <laughs> You're on the Indianapolis. What happened? A Japanese submarine slammed two torpedoes into our side, Chief. It was coming back from the island of Tinian. the Lady just delivered the bomb, the Hiroshima bomb. 1,100 men went into the water. Vessel went down in 12 minutes. Didn't see the first shark for about half an hour. Tiger, 13-footer, you know? You know that when you're in the water, Chief? You tell by looking from the dorsal to the tail. But we didn't know was our bomb mission had been so secret no distress signal had been sent. They didn't even list us overdue for a week. Very first light, Chief, sharks come cruising. So we formed ourselves into tight groups. You know, kind of like old squares in a battle, like you see in a calendar, like the Battle of Waterloo. And the idea was, shark comes to the nearest man, and that man, he starts pounding and hollering and screaming. Sometimes the shark go away. Sometimes he wouldn't go. Sometimes that shark, he looks right into you, right into your eyes. You know the thing about a shark, he's got lifeless eyes, black eyes, like a doll's eyes. When he comes at you, he doesn't seem to be living until he bites you. And those black eyes roll over white and then, oh, then you hear that terrible high-pitched screaming. The ocean turns red. in spite of all the pounding and the hollering, they all come in and they rip you to pieces. You know, by the end of that first dawn, lost a hundred men. I don't know how many sharks, maybe a thousand. I don't know how many men they average six an hour. On Thursday morning, Chief, I bumped into a friend of mine, Herbie Robinson from Cleveland. Baseball player, Bosun's mate. I thought he was asleep. Reached over to wake him up. Bobbed up and down in the water. It was like a kind of top, upended. Well, he'd been bitten in half below the waist. Noon, the fifth day, Mr. Burry, Lockheed Ventura. So he swung in low, and he saw us. He was a young pilot, a lot younger than Mr. Hooper anyway. He saw us, and he came in low, and three hours later, a big fat PBY comes down and starts to pick us up. You know, that was the time I was most frightened, waiting for my turn. I'll never put on a life jacket again. So, oh, 1,100 men went in the war. 316 men come out, the Sharks took the rest, June the 29th, 1945.
1: Robert Shaw has this, oh. he has this opportunity to it's fucking old. take that <laughs> character, that character who you've seen is sort of like this hard-ass, like, uh, working class, fuck you, and you see mm-hmm. that this guy has lived through something no horror, Absolute horror. It's, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just and 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 then when you see him get eaten by the shark, right? It just makes it that much Again, more
2: tragic. Yeah. Well,
1: and yeah. I love what Spielberg does is that like when things happen, when he gets eaten by the shark, he doesn't overplay it. No. I mean, it's there no. and then it's gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, he screams. You see blood coming out of his mouth. You see it, and then the next time you see the shark's mouth, he's got flesh right. all over his fucking teeth. But that's it. I mean, it's not like let's give. I just think it's such a, a fucking well, great movie. The other thing about that scene, too, thats amazing. like it really
2: is the moment that bonds all three of them together. Right. Like they're all on their separate mm-hmm. they're all on their separate kind of missions together on that boat. But that's the thing that bonds them all together in that moment for the common goal. Yep. You know, um, yeah, no, it just, I mean, it really is. It's outstanding writing. The cinematography is phenomenal. I think, you know, you, you said framing. You know, for Spielberg, which I agree with, of course. Oh, so much of it I is totally so well-framed. The thing that I love about God Spielberg, damn. because, like, Kubrick is amazing with his framing. And we can throw, like, P.T. Anderson in there, too, right? Obviously a big Kubrick fan himself. Um, Fincher. Uh, Fincher, of course. The thing about Kubrick, and we'll just stick with him, his camera doesn't move a lot. But when it does, it's very specific, Right. So a lot of what happens in Kubrick, you know, there was a video I saw on, on, on YouTube. Somebody somebody put together a bunch of his shot. It's called One Point Framing. You know, there, yep. there's a lot of examples of it. Yeah, Everybody just go look up one point. Kubrick, one point framing on YouTube. You'll see the it's, video. It's amazing. It's, yeah, it'll, it'll make um, you appreciate it. will oh, change yeah.
1: how you watch his oh, films. 100%. It will change how you watch his films. What's
2: amazing about Spielberg, and I, 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 there are myriad examples, but the, the one specific one in this movie that I love is... Uh it, it it really shows how he moves a camera. There's the scene where they're on the ferry with the cars to go from one place to another, right? And it's him, it's the mayor, it's a bunch of other fucking politicians or some, you know, fucking yes men on the boat with or on the on the ferry with him. And and it's brilliant because it'll start off as like six people in the frame, right? And then the camera will move. And now we're also talking a ferry. The boat is moving itself. But the camera is moving. And then it becomes two people in the frame. Then it becomes three people in the frame. And the way he kind of moves that camera so that uh, it's just I don't see many other filmmakers doing that. I, I would be hard pressed to think of other filmmakers who do that because it's a lot of focus pulling. Like, it's a lot of it's a lot of technical work that we're never going to know about, and we shouldn't know about if we're watching the film. We shouldn't even think about it. And you don't when you're watching his films. It's, it happens in a lot of his movies. Um, Saving Private Ryan. At, yeah, like, I mean, it happens it. a
1: lot in his movies where... Every movie he's ever made plays that guy. Yeah, and it's... He's just... E.T., E.T., which arguably you would think is... A, I mean, I, I've heard people today... In in you know this day uh-huh. and age, younger people that were not alive when it came out consider it a children's film. It's like oh no, no it's not. No, no, it's not. No, no it's not. It's oh no. Jesus Christ! You but know? like Jurassic Park like, is, the, is... But part of that. God, God. Jurassic. Park well, just is another that example. It's, all this it's it's Close Encounters of the Third Kind. They're doing. It has they're such doing brilliant camera. They're work. doing that.
2: It's fucking crazy. They're in Costa Rica. I think it's no, it's Dominican Republic where they're doing the digging in the, yeah. the amber mine. Right. And yes. They they walk into the amber mine. It's it's I forget his, it's not Jordi Moya. I can't forget the actor. I forget the actor's name, but they're walking into the mine. It's the lawyer and it's the guy who runs the mine. And they're walking in, walking in, walking in, and you've got all these people digging around them and chipping away at the walls and this, that, and the other. Just like a big like open shot. By the end of that scene, the camera has focused right in and, and it's a one shot. It's a one-shot scene. And There's it's no editing. One shot. There's yep. no editing. At the end of that scene, the camera has closed up focused on the fucking mosquito stuck yeah. in the amber. Like in the amber. It's just so brilliant. You had this brilliant. whole yeah. I mean, he's an amazing choreographer of the camera. And all of the yeah. actors in and in, and that works in, Which, and that works in conjunction with whoever his second AD is, right? Or first AD? First yeah. AD.
0: First AD, um, you know first AD. that works yeah.
2: they, they have to work in conjunction well, it's I mean, amazing the it's greatest
1: amazing. film that... Can, can, and and it, it what i think is very interesting about it is the thing that really set the whole concept of the auteur like in my in modern film the whole concept of the of of the auteur mm-hmm. came from orson wells yes. citizen kane yes who also because he experim- yeah he experimented f- with all of his angles and how to how do you frame the shot, how to use the camera to take us on a journey that he wanted us to go on. Mm-hmm. And Spielberg does it seamlessly. Now, oh, yeah. you mentioned before we got on the podcast mm-hmm. that uh, you and you and your wife had, she does not like this film. And you, you had a hard time getting through it this well, time. Well, po- well, You've seen it many times. Yeah, oh, so yeah, 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 to talk about that well, there a little were,
2: bit. There were, I tried to watch it two times, partly because I started it at like 10, 11 o'clock at night. You know, and it's a good it's a good two hour movie, and yeah, you know two I'm hours. getting two older. I can't minute. I can't stay up till fucking one two o'clock in the morning as much anymore. But um, yeah, she uh, uh, partly I had to do that because she, she really hates this movie, and I, I I get it and I respect it. Everybody's got their shit right. Um, the biggest things that I think she doesn't like about it. Number one, it demonizes it demonizes the shark, right? It, it's And Benchley himself, Benchley himself, at a certain point, like, felt very bad about turning sharks into these, like, uh, fucking monsters. They're not monsters. They're just fucking animals. Like, if they're gonna eat a human, it's because we're in their fucking land. You know what I'm saying? That's the whole gag from SNL, right? Land shark. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, I get it. I, I totally understand. I respect that. Whatever. It is what it is. To me, it's a movie. I don't give a fuck. But, the other bigger thing, I think, that, that she doesn't dig this movie, it's all men. It's about men. Lorraine Gary literally plays his wife. She's basically yeah. the only lead female character in the movie, woman character in the movie.
1: Um, what What is there for her to relate to? Like, why should she give a shit? But she can't... And, and, and what I would argue, there are two things that I would say, mm-hmm. is anybody that says, you, gosh... You've demonized the shark. Needs to watch Werner Herzog's Grizzly Man. Oh, I see. So I've seen that movie. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and humanize the fucking grizzly bear, and it's no, still gonna fucking but, eat your uh, face I'll off. I'll tell you. But that
2: fucking guy, I saw that movie in the theater. He was nuts. I'm like, it's your nuts. fucking fault. I'm not gonna go hang out with fucking no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. But wait and a expect minute. Expect that
1: it's it, not gonna fucking murder me. Well, I you know what? If I were a woman and I was drunk off my ass wearing a mini skirt and uh-huh. I happened to be around a bunch of fucking assholes that looked rapey, is it their fault that they were raped? No. It was the monsters. It was the dudes that raped. If you go into a, 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 a habitat and you're being filmed by grizzly bears, filmed with <laughs> okay. grizzly bears, right. huh? I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah nature, I, I hear you. <laughs> nature is a vacuum. It sucks, man. But the second thing that yeah, I would say, yeah. the second thing I would say <laughs> is, have you seen Yellow Jackets? I have not watched it yet, no. No. Okay, it's very, very fucking good. Okay. Now, here's the thing. It's all women. Okay. Okay. How can I, Don Hall, a white Gen X male, Mm. relate, what do I have something, they're human beings, they're dealing with issues, who cares that they're women, I get it, again, going back to the Roy Scheider with his kid, that is a fully human moment, it has nothing to do with masculinity, it it. has nothing to do with the patriarchy, The fact of the matter is there is no woman in 1975 in Amity Island mm-hmm. that's going to get on a fucking boat and try to chase look, a fucking 25 foot fucking far- look, shark. It's just not going to happen. Look, so I, that's my I, th- that's I my response
2: you. to that. I hear you. I had the argument.
1: And <laughs> I'm
2: ultimately sure you did. and u- like ultimately it's not like ultimately it's not a hill to die on. Like there are a billion mm. fucking movies and it's like if you don't dig this one oh, fuck it. Fine, like I don't care. That's like, fine. That's fine. And it's fine. not even for me to. It's not even for me to convince it. Like the biggest thing I would try to. Yeah. Aside from all the story shit, whatever. The biggest thing I would. I I tried to. I was like, it's masterful filmmaking. It's masterful it's filmmaking. It's great filmmaking. It's it's, it's, and it's great that storytelling. It, period. Like it's
1: fucking Moby okay. Dick yeah, and uh, Moby uh, 100%, Dick 100%. is all dudes. Hundred percent. It's all dudes. Well, and, and, I don't and, know that and, and, and Moby Dick is one of her it, favorite books either. So. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> it, it's a brilliant book. It, it's hard to read, mm-hmm. and it takes a little bit to get through. Right. But it, it. I, I guess my perspective was I, I, I read some, uh, some stuff very recently, where it was just sort of like this black queer female. I, I mean, I don't know how she identified, well, but she was making a big deal about what a piece of shit. Shakespeare was what a piece of shit all the classics were because they were all male-centric and she was going on and on. And the thing about it is my perspective is, hey, if you don't like it, that's your business. Create something new. But if if you don't like it simply simply because Mm -hmm. it's male-centric, then you have no idea what you actually like. Because just because it's male-centric doesn't mean it does not happen to essential humanity issues that are absolutely essential to our everyday life Mm -hmm. i mean i watch jaws and i don't give a flat fuck that it's all dudes that's fine i mean maybe it's because i'm a dude but the reality is i look at that and what i see is Mm anti-vaxxers i see the mayor as you know here is this crisis and we have well, to make money so we're going to pretend like it's not there until it kicks you in the ass apparently I, I think that's a really good analogy apparently in the book it's the mob that wants to
2: keep everything open not it's not politicians in the book yeah it's the mob because they don't want yeah, they don't yeah. want to lose money i think it's a brilliant thing to move it to politicians
1: i, I mean that's a, well, that's, a to one, to that's a 1 to 1 that's
2: a 1 to 1 ratio right there to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Like- that,
1: well, the, the the thing is, if you don't have it be the mayor, then you don't have the moment where the mayor, and, and Roy Scheider is holding, saying, you're going to pay Quint to kill this, this creature. Mm-hmm. And they're in the hospital, and the mayor, who's now his hair for the first time is disheveled, looks, and he says, my, my, my kids were in the water, mm-hmm. you know. He, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if because you can't have a mob do that. Yeah, right, you right, right. You can have right. one character do that, and it, I think it was a very, very smart idea. Yeah. No, I think Mimi has every right to her opinion. I disagree with her opinion. Oh, I, but I, mean, that, I mean, you know,
2: I do too. But I, you know, what's it, new? It's the same shit. What's new? It's the same shit with like the Friday the Thirteenth. She fucking hates those. I watch. I literally watch those every single Halloween movie month. Right. She can't. Well, you
1: better pick you better pick one of those for uh for, for October because uh I don't like those movies. Well I'm thinking I, about
2: I'm thinking about if 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 I may, yeah. uh I, I was yeah. thinking about maybe trying to write something for Literate
1: Ape for Halloween movies. Oh, I've under, you should under, always under the write I like something to for watch Banner. Um yeah. I would absolutely uh, welcome that. Yeah. But, because you know that that's that's your thing, but no. I, I, I getting into specifically just sort of like wrapping up Jaws, yeah.
2: Which again, I, we could
1: talk I, about th- this movie for like three hours. But yeah, yeah, we could know. talk about this movie for hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what the the thing that the thing that really really fundamentally uh, resonates and works is it is a truly. I mean, you know, it's like it's. you think about the storytelling. What's it, the old story? There are six kinds of stories, man mm-hmm. versus man, mm-hmm. man. This is one of those essential oh, yeah. man versus nature. Yeah. And it is. it is a journey, and the journey is nature has invaded man's space because man invaded its space. Right. And it just happens to be a <laughs> giant motherfucking shark that's just gobbling up. Fucking and Richard Dreyfuss makes it so very clear that mm-hmm. as long as, that you either kill it or you get rid of its food supply. Right. You know, I mean, that's, that's, you know. Right. And then it is the essential journey of a human being trying to triumph over what is designed in nature to kill him. Oh, yeah.
0: You heard him? Slow ahead. Slow ahead. I can go slow ahead. Come on down and chump some of this shit.
1: And I think there is, and and, and and it's incredibly well written. Oh yeah, super yes. well directed. Super the well performed, is phenomenal. Yeah, and and incredibly entertaining. I, yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, when the, the the simple setup of, you know, here's this moment where fucking Roy Scheider, who hates boats. Hates water is literally on the mast. He's on the crow's nest and it's <laughs> mm-hmm. just slowly dipping into I mean, the ocean. It's, Jesus yep. Christ, it's yep. just dipping yep. into the ocean. Yep. And I also have to do a shout out at the, just to close this out, I have to shout out. Um, this isn't the first John Williams score, but God damn it. Oh. It's the first one. It's the first one where he went, fuck you. I'm going to nail this shit it's because magical. that score magical that score and 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 the use of the score it's the too, use of, it's it's two it's simple it's based but it's, on, so it's fucking based on gorgeous. two
2: notes he explored it's everything brilliant. based on two notes the the the, the kind of majesty when so they go to sea, and it's this fucking orchestra uh,
1: blown out like it's amazing it's just You know, for me, it's the best score you're ever going to, for a movie, the thing about it is, and that's one of the things I thought about when I watched it today, was, because it's a great movie, I don't have any bones to throw, (laughs) but if you you take away this score, this specific score, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and add any other score to it, it doesn't play as well. It, it, not even close. This score makes this fucking thing fly off the fucking rails. And it's just genius.
2: Yeah, uh, apparently some people, because Night of the Living Dead is in public domain, apparently some people have, uh, rewritten, like, their own scores for the movie. Uh, The company I work for actually released a score that's, you're supposed to play it along with the movie if you want to. I've never listened to it. Sure. But, um... You know, I don't know if it plays or not. I'd be interested in having that experiment. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, Psycho or what is the other movie that used the exact same script when they reshot it? Oh, uh, the Omen, the Omen remake.
0: Oh yeah, Liev, yeah, I
2: think it was Liev Schreiber and and whoever the fuck uh, else. It's uh, the exact I same. Didn't, it's I the, didn't it's see the it. exact same script. <laughs> it's just a new movie. You know? Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I'm sorry. You can't. You can't beat Gregory Peck. No, so no, no, no. Of course, of course. But you know, for me, I. I you know, I picked this movie because, I mean, it is, it is quintessential summer viewing. I mean, for, all, yeah, of the, yeah, for yeah. all of the obvious reasons. You know, it's a beach, it's swimming, it came out in the summertime, it's a blockbuster, right? The, 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 the godfather of the blockbusters. You know, that, that, for, that for me was why I was like, it's fucking mid-July, we're picking fucking Jaws. The first thing you do when you start a band is talk about your influences. That's how you figure out what kind of band you want to be. So, who do you like? Blondie.
0: Christina Aguilera.
2: Who? No! Come on! What? You, shortstop.
0: Puff Daddy. Wrong. Billy. Liza Minelli.
2: What are you... you guys? This project is called Rock Band. I'm talking about bands that rock! Led Zeppelin! Don't tell me you guys have never gotten the lead out. Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, Ring Any Bells. What about Sabbath? ACDC.
0: Motorhead. Oh, What are they teaching this place? Jaws
1: was a very influential film. Oh, 100%. Uh, to the point where there were there were and the, the thing about it is that what I liked is that uh, the, the the choices that we picked for our films. Because there, were, I mean, Orca came out oh, with yeah, Dircy, yeah, yeah. Scott, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I mean, it, and some there were a lot of just like direct, immediate. Oh yeah. Oh my God, this made a lot of money. Let's do a movie just yep. like it. There were so many direct ripoffs. Yep. But the films we picked were not ripoffs. So what is your first complimentary film that perhaps was influenced by Jaws? I'm gonna go with 2003's Open Water. It's about a couple...
2: It's based, supposedly based on a true story. It's an indie film about a, a, a couple that goes scuba diving, and mm-hmm. the scuba boat leaves them out in the middle of the fucking ocean. Like, everybody comes back aboard. They just don't get accounted for because they were swimming off away from the rest of the group. By the time they, sur- sure. by the time they surface, their boat is, like, in the fucking hori- on the horizon, like, on the way back, and they ain't fucking going anywhere. And it's... Um, it's, it's. Who's in this? Who? who? Nobody. Who? I mean, nobody. I, I, I okay. don't know the actors in the movie. I, I could look it up and okay. th- figure out. But like, for me, that's what was cool about it. You know, it's like I don't fucking know. Like this could be a documentary for all I give a shit. Like I don't know these people. Um, you know, if it was, uh, uh, uh Angelina Jolie and fucking Tom Cruise, like I would be like, oh, I'm watching sure. a movie. But this, like, it was really—it's really something. Um, again, the filmmaking itself had to be brutal. they were in the ocean the entire time. I, yeah, like, that's gotta be a hard. Just shoot. watching that is like, I'm like, how the fuck did you guys do this? But yeah, it, it ends up getting—it ends up getting pretty brutal at the end. Um, it's not—it's yeah. not drawn out what happens, but like, that's kind of the bigger part of the horror for me. Is like, yeah, it, it does just happen that fast.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know? Well that's how nature, so, yeah. nature gets you. Yeah, that was that was my first one. What's yours? My first one is uh nineteen nineties Trimmers, starring Fred Ward and Kevin Bacon, Word. which if you look at the structure oh, yeah. of Trimmers, yeah. which is about giant man-eating sandworms. It is <laughs> it is it is almost beat for beat the same movie. Yeah but funny. Oh, it's it, hilarious. I mean, it's that movie really funny. That movie knows and one of, it's a B movie and it is loving yeah. every second of it. Well, <laughs> and it's one of the things that, it's one of the things that I've always, what I love about Tremors, aside from the fact that it is effectively Jaws, but on land sandworms. Yeah. On <laughs> land. <laughs> is that it. what I loved about it, and I still love that movie for the same oh, reason, yeah. is that no one, no one really knew what to do with Fred Ward? Sure, I think Fred Ward is a great actor. Oh, yeah, I think he's fun, he's fun to watch. Yeah. He was great as Gus Grissom, didn't he, in he the worked right with stuff. He worked with Altman a lot, didn't he? Yeah, he was, I mean, he was yeah. just this guy, he was just sort of like this not terribly attractive but kind of rugged kind of dude, and I think. His pairing, the chemistry between he and Kevin Bacon is so fucking good. It oh, blows yeah. my mind the yeah. two of them never did another movie together because they just, you know, it just, yeah, they just clicked. Yeah. And it is, it's basically Jaws in, I think it's in Texas in the sand. Yeah. And it's just, well, it's we'll, insane we will, and it's fun. We will cover that movie.
2: I love that movie. It's just I do too. I love I, I love movie. creature features in general. I would never I throw Jaws into the creature feature category. No,
1: because it's nature. If it's it, a nature thing. Well
2: it's, well, one could argue tremors is a nature
1: thing. We don't know. You know. I'm just saying No, <laughs> those those things don't exist in the real that's world. Fair, it's, that's It's fair. totally that's a fair. monster. That's a monster that's, movie, but that's it's fair. a great monster. Oh, movie, it's phenomenal at it work. It's phenomenal. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All right, my second one. Uh, I, I have to. I have to do it. It's it's Jurassic Park. Yeah. I, I honestly, I, yeah, think, of, of I think. I think. Of course. Nineteen eighty three. Oh yeah, ninety three. You know, I didn't run down the list of Spielberg's movies, but I'll be honest. Like, there's like four that for me are like like the top. You know, I don't even have top five. I don't think, but like four. Like I've I've got Jaws, I've got Jurassic Park, Saving Private Ryan, and uh, uh, Schindler's List. Right, like they're, they're phenomenal. I I I guess to round out the top five, I would. So I think
1: the color purple. I maybe think the color ET? purple is
2: right up in there. Okay, uh, it's about I think the color I've purple. You know, never seen it. I hate to say that.
1: You know, I hate to admit that. Right. I gotta tell I you, I have never well, seen then it. We have to. Then we have to do that because what I remember about color purple was, and I don't even know how old I was, but I was young, and I went to see the movie by myself, mm-hmm. Color Purple, and I'm watching this movie. And there are these two older women sitting in the row ahead of me, and I'm crying so hard Mm -hmm. that movie affected me so deeply that I'm just bawling like I can't. And at one point, one of the older women turns around and looks at me. She says, "Honey, it's just a movie."
2: Oh, but but, I'll
1: never forget that for as long as I live. But it's a movie about people. Because I was so affected by that movie. Oh my god, and. Wow. And that's the thing about Steven Spielberg is wow. my favorite, I'll be honest with you, my favorite Steven Spielberg movie yeah. of all time. Yeah. It really is just my favorite one that I could watch. I could watch almost every night, in a, like seven times a week. Don't say AI. Please catch me if you can. Oh, thank God. Okay. I fucking love Catch Me if, like, you can, if You AI. Can. I'm like,
2: don't say AI. I don't say AI. Don't no, no, say no. AI. No,
1: that's not the one. That's not the one. But Catch Me If You Can
2: is just I mean, just the, the guy is just fucking he's, a, he's He's a fucking killer, dude. Like Indiana Jones. He's amazing. I mean, he's a oh, fucking he's he's a killer. I, I love it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah you got to go Jurassic Park specifically because yeah. it's one of the few. He doesn't do a lot of thrillers. He started out with, with Duel, right? I was a thriller. You know, he started yeah. out with these amazing thrillers, but he never got pigeonholed, like, like kind of like Hitchcock did, right? He never got pigeonholed. He 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 really well, I, was he, able to to explore so many different things. He was so good things. at
1: general stuff. Yeah. Well, he was so- so good at general stuff, he didn't get pigeonholed like Scorsese. Because Scorsese tried it with oh, a yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. Do, I'm interested in he in, tried in, to break out of it. What, but what is the what nothing is the,
2: he ever did? What is, the, what, is the, what is the the religious movie that he did recently with uh, Adam Driver and
1: oh, and and uh, Andrew Garfield? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I don't remember. The I can't name remember of the name of it. It's a very good film. I'll the thing about it is it. Scorsese is a great filmmaker. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Nothing he does is ever going to be as good as his mom shit. Well, Taxi Driver Spielberg wasn't a mob Berg, movie, though. Right? That's true. And and, but it Driver was a New was York movie. Not, well, that's fair. Yes. But it was a New York movie. Yeah, you know, you know, I hated... Spielberg I, is much more... He's much more West Coast. You I know, hated... He's got a lot of...
2: Uh, I hated the
1: Irishman. the Midwest.
2: I hated the Irishman. Uh, I will be very curious. I did not hate it.
1: I will be, um, but I wouldn't watch it again. I would love.
2: To, I, I. I'm not love. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, one of the uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, whatever that's called. That's yeah. Coming out soon. yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll yeah. be interesting.
1: So yeah, your next one. All right, Go. my last, my last one is. <laughs> and this is just because I love Jason Statham. Oh man, maybe more than most people should. I, I love Jason Statham. He's a really nice guy. It's the Meg. Yeah. It's the Meg. It's 2018, 2018. It is, it it is about, it's a, it's, it's so stupid. (laughs) It's sort of like, it's sort of like a combination of Jaws and Jurassic Park in that it is a, what is it? A Megalodon? Megalodon. Yes. Yes. A Megalodon. It's like this made up, this made up giant dinosaur shark. Right. But I got to tell you, I just love Jason Statham so much. That uh because it's it's just Jaws. That's all it is. It's a giant fucking Jurassic Park size shark yeah. eating people and doing shit. Yeah. And 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 that's what it's it is. It's stupid fun. And, it's uh, stupid fun. It is. Yes. It is stupid fun. I mean, look, it's we not could a have a bad done, movie, we, we, but it's not a great movie. We could
2: have done like it's got fucking, Ryan, uh, Brian Wilson in it. We could have know. done like fucking you know, Sharknado or The Reef or what was that one? I what was that? What, what was that one with Samuel L. Jackson where he got eaten?
1: What were, Under the deep, deep blue sea
2: with yeah. LL, the LL, cool LL Cool J? Deep blue sea, LL fucking LL Cool in there. Oh my god! And, like yeah. so, we could have done stupid. The Meg, Saren Bowers no, is in like there. Yeah. the Meg is actually like that's one of the better fun. stupid fun ones. Yeah.
1: do my trailer first. This seems silly. I'm just going to point out that the premise of this movie Mm -hmm. strikes me as two of my favorite current actors agreeing to do a movie, and the premise is fucking weird. Yeah. But I love these two actors so much that I'm willing to to go for it. So here is my Here is my trailer.
0: My name is Alethea. My story is true. I am a solitary creature by nature. I have no children, no siblings, no parents. I did once have a husband. If there is fate, who can say? But in the Grand Bazaar of Istanbul, I chose a memento. Whatever it is, I'm sure it has an interesting story. So, what would you wish for? What is your heart's desire? I do have a question. What does one do with three wishes? You'll see.
1: Tilda Swinton, Idris Elba, as a genie, three thousand years of longing. Um, I saw this trailer and I went, "I, I, I it's a fucking genie story." Mm-hmm. I don't. Oh my god! I. But I can't imagine these two actors going for a project. That was bullshit. They're just so well, good. Yes. I love them so much. And it's directed by George Miller. I was gonna say that. So I, I kinda I, gotta go for yeah, it. Yeah. I had I had never even heard of this.
2: Somehow. I don't know how. I, I had never even heard of this. But yeah, for me that uh, after Mad Max Fury Road, I will watch anything this guy is doing. Anything Look, that, he was great before well, he was great before Fury Road, but his art yeah. that movie has so much fucking art going on in that. Like I, 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 I'll watch anything the fucking guy does. Uh, I was watching Happy Feet with my daughter with Matilda. Yeah. I was like, George, fuck, it. Mad Max made Happy Feet. Get the fuck. out. Yeah. What tap dancing penguins? Really? My, yeah. My fucking he mind rocks. works. This guy. Yeah. Fuck. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Yeah.
1: I, yeah. I, I, yes. I can't definitely. wait to see this movie, and, and it is. And it's going to be a movie I'm going to see in the theater. Yeah. I. I just. Yeah. I just, I just. I saw this trailer and I went. You've got to be fucking kidding me! Oh, it's crazy. Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba as yeah. a genie in a genie movie. I went fuck off. That's, I'm going to see this that's fucking, fucking wild. Yeah, this has got to be that's all a, that's right. A, that's and a, that's your trailer—that
2: is a swing for the fences film.
1: So um, it really I, I'm is. Down. I, you I'm you down. know, you know, I love that I'm shit. Down. I love yeah. that shit. Uh, and yours uh, is, uh, and I got to tell you, mine's
2: not really swinging for the, the last. Fences
1: here. <laughs> Well, the last <laughs> version of this franchise, oh, I, was, I, didn't dude, I didn't even finish. I didn't even finish I saw it uh, uh, pursuant to, to,
2: what were we talking about with I didn't with even Himmel? finish it. What were we talking about with Himmel that I watched? Oh, uh, no, no, no. Cocktail? No, 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 no. no. Um, um, uh, James Bond. Um, okay. The, the, the yeah. latest one. Uh, no Time to Die. I watched that movie, if you go back and listen, I'm gonna i will talk about it. But movie. like, I watched that movie. Yeah. I hated it the first time I saw it. And then of course yeah. I watched it again and again. And I watched it 3 more times because I wanted to know why I fucking hated the movie. I ended up loving that film. Ha- I love that Halloween 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 ends yeah, is my yeah. fucking trailer. So we'll just and we'll talk about it afterwards. But god.
1: makes me want to I, i'd be honest with yeah. you it makes me because i i watch what was the one before this halloween uh, kills halloween kills which is a fucking horrible title i i, I literally made it through 25 minutes yeah. in that movie and said yeah. fuck it i'm not watching this yeah but go if back this and is watch legitimately it. the end go back and if this it. is legitimately the end yeah. I might watch that movie and then watch this movie. You're not movie gonna like it. Like, I do just, like
2: I just have a have have a bottle of whiskey next to you while you're watching it. You're not gonna like the movie. It's fucking horrible. I watched it seven, yeah. seven times. I got Jesus I got Peacock specifically. You love the Halloween franchise. Oh, I love a lot. it. I fucking love it. I love the shitty ones, but not that one. Um, I watched it. I got Peacock specifically because this movie was coming out on Peacock and not in theaters. And I was like, well, I got to fucking get Peacock. Like, fuck it. I'm down. So I got it. And because it was free, I'm like, well, fuck it. Let me watch it. Like, why doesn't it work? It's a horrible movie. It's just
1: bad. It really is. It's Like I said, bad. I can't say it's a horrible movie because I only watched 25 go, minutes of go it. Go watch it. Pretty and much look, about 25 loved, minutes into it, I went, fuck you, I loved I hate
2: this. I loved the 2018 remake. I don't want to say remake, reboot, too. sequel, yeah, no. whatever the fuck you no, want to call the, it. No,
1: like the, the one. Yes. and I wish they would end that. To me, that was yeah, Halloween. And the, and the fucking movie. Judy Greer. I loved movie. Judy Greer. Yes, I loved. I loved her bringing you know bringing back sort of whatever the, the daughter, whatever the daughter's, the Strode. granddaughter's name, whatever, whatever that actress. I it, thought the it, acting it was worked. fine. Yeah, that was one great. is a great, it was great. movie. Yeah. And then they followed up with this one with Fuck. fucking Anthony Michael Hall dude and it's, just it's, like, this terrible. Sucks. it's terrible it's terrible it sucks it, it
2: it 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 is fucking bad it might be worse than the one with Buster Rhymes Halloween resurrection it might, no it shit. might be, well, I never yeah, saw that yeah Buster so. Rhymes uh, literally looks yeah, I'm not at but he that. gets in a fight with Michael Myers and says trick or treat motherfucker and then punches, but it's horrible. It's a bad movie. That said, yeah. it's at least cheesy. I won't see it's that. It's at least cheesy fun. Halloween Kills was just like, I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. And I love David Gordon Green. I love Danny McBride. I, I'm like, yeah. how the fuck did you guys make this piece of shit? Like, what did you what did you
1: you just took a paycheck, literally. All right, so so, we're good. so you're you're banking on Halloween. Ads. I'm banking I, I on it. I'm banking
2: it. on it specifically if because it's, if it's it does Michael end. Myers.
1: Well, as I'm saying, if it's Michael Myers versus Laurie Strode, I'm watching. Yeah, because that's the reason I watched the first one. Of course, and it's like and, and then it just progressively got worse. Yeah. Well, but I still have a soft spot for a lot of them. But but yes, I'm banking on it.
2: If only because this is the last one in this. Like trilogy, yeah. According to David Gordon Green, of course the studio is going to keep pumping. Blumhouse will keep pumping these out as long as they have the oh, uh, yeah. the IP. But hopefully they take a different direction.
1: You know, there's a million different stories I you just can hope tell. Michael Myers, just fucking so. kill him off. Let's let's get done with it. Exactly. All right. So this was Jaws, yes, sir. Um, for our next episode, where are we going? We are going to we are going to branch out. Oh boy, here we go. Into the world of animation. Oh, boy. Okay. With? And we are going to watch and discuss Pixar's WALL-E. Oh, I've never seen it. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, then that, then it's a perfect thing. Yeah. We're going to watch WALL-E. You can watch it with Matilda. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Thank you very much, sir. I just want to point out that while we were recording this uh this episode, yeah. um I got a text oh, from boy. Mr. Uh David Himmel. Yes, yes. Um, and uh a picture of his brand new oh. son. Mazel. Um, he said, meet Brian Flanagan Himmel. <laughs> but his but his real name is Jacob Alexander Himmel. Lovely. But I will always call him. Yeah, Flanagan. Flanagan. Sure. because beautiful. it was because he was yeah. born yeah. on the day that we dropped the episode about cocktail the Cocktail and was the released. Yeah, of thirty-five the, fucking the anniversary years ago. of Beautiful. Yeah, so, beautiful.
2: so uh, Mazel tov, Mr. Himmel, and Mrs. Himmel.
1: God bless. And so uh, that is that's a wrap, my friend. Rock I'll on. talk to you in two weeks.